I think the pandemic helped women to recognize their capability and their abilities as entrepreneurs out of necessity that was created by the pandemic. I think once the pandemic happened, jobs were lost or kids were at home and you couldn't work your nine to five or whatever. Women turned to it out of necessity and then were like, well, hell, I could have been doing this all along. This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to episode 125 of Yes and with me, Judy Holler. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at AdvoCare, a wellness company on a mission to support you and your health needs with high vibe resources, tools, and products. And we have a code. Use YesSand15. That's YesSand15 every time you shop to get discounts and support this podcast when you do. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back or welcome to the show. I am so glad you're here. Have I told you that lately? I really am. It means the world to me. Uh, And buckle up. We got another good show for you. And today's episode is sort of the beginning of what I hope becomes a really awesome trend on this pod. Okay. And what trend am I talking about? It's this trend. Plucking out and selecting members of our House of Ant community, who are, of course, also listeners of this podcast, to come on the podcast and share their stories. You, our members, our listeners, I want your stories, right? And there's a few members of our House of And monthly mentorship that I, I specifically have had my eye on for a while. And our guest today, Erica Biddix, is one of them. So here's the deal. I love being an entrepreneur. Uh, I love talking to and learning from other entrepreneurs. I love to sort of like, you know, how I built this vibes, right? Like deconstruct the process, deconstruct the confidence and courage it takes to put yourself out there. And I love to talk about the failures, right? The things that happen and most importantly, lean into the lessons so we can shave some time off our own processes. Now listen, maybe you're 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 thinking right now, wherever you are, like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip this episode because I'm not an entrepreneur. This ain't my vibe. No, babe, don't do that. Because here's the deal. I'd like to remind you that you are still running a business. You are running your business, your house, because you are the CEO of you. That's the bottom line. And the lessons from entrepreneurship really apply to the business that we run every day, which is our life. So whether you're actually running a business or maybe you run your household or maybe you work in corporate or maybe you dream of starting a business, there's going to be lessons in this conversation for all of you. We're going to talk about entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about failure. We're going to talk about the cease and desist letters both Erica and I have received and what you what you can do about it and how you can avoid it. We're going to talk about following and finding your passion and so much more. 
That said, if you are not a part of my monthly mentorship, our House of And mentorship, what are you waiting for? You could pay month by month. It's less than $2 a day. And fun announcement, we are hosting our first ever house party. It's a meetup in Chicago in July. All the details coming soon, but you have to be a member to come. So it's members only. So if you want an opportunity to meet me, if you want to receive live coaching and training from me every month, if you want to level up and lean into the habits and tools and rituals that have transformed my life. And most importantly, if you want to join our lifestyle, the lifestyle of thinking and living like an improviser, the House of Anne monthly mentorship is a great place to get that party started. I'll link up to everything in the show notes, but I hope to see you there. Okay, so who is Erica? Erica Biddix is an entrepreneur and manages two businesses three overly confident children, a professor husband, two dogs, and a fish. She firmly believes that it's never too late to discover your purpose and that women can do anything at all and the power of community can create magic. Hell yes, right? So her passion project turned full-size business is Ought, a company helping women redefine entrepreneurship. And I love that so much on so many levels. We're going to talk about that. She's got co-working offices, retreats, and business coaching. And Ott is on a mission to change lives and local communities through female entrepreneurship. They currently have two co-working locations in Knoxville, Tennessee, and are actively seeking franchise locations throughout the U.S. Uh, Personally, I'd say that Erica is a connector, like a connector at her core. She loves and is really good at helping other people do better work, helping others shine. And let me tell you something, if that doesn't smell like an improv ensemble mindset, an improv mindset, I don't know what does, right? That is what I'm talking about. I've always believed that when you are doing improv theater, your most important job on the stage is to make the other person you're playing with look better than you. And when you can do that, you too will naturally shine. Just imagine if we could adopt that mindset more often in our conversations, in our connections, in our business interactions. Just imagine the sparks we could ignite in people. And Erica is one of those people who is igniting those exact kind of sparks. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. So I'll stop talking. Here it is. My conversation with Erica Biddix. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Erica in the house and we were just sitting here doing like a shake it off, shake off the nerves. We got this. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're, bo- we're I, both little, doing our imposter syndrome, but I know, <sighs> I know it's there so I can identify it and tell it to, you know, they can hang out over there. A hundred percent. And you know what's so cool about that? The fact, first of all, I love that we're leading with that. Like who doesn't feel like an imposter from time to time? And oh, by the way, congratulations. Congratulations, my friend. Because if you are feeling like an imposter, you're leveling up. You're in a place where something has been triggered. Like, you know, you made, you're made for more. You know that what you see in someone else is something you want for yourself. And let me tell you something with what you've got going on these days, girl, I am watching you with envy. I mean, you're 
on this, and I mean envy with love, right? Like this beautiful, um, (laughs) this beautiful sense of pride. I have this pride for you and everything you're doing because I have known you from my past life. And what's so cool, Erica, and you know, I've introduced you and sort of given um, my listeners a bit of a background on you and our story, but it's so fun to be featuring soulful success stories like yours, members of our community, Thank and just you. really, truly members of my personal life on the show. And your story is one I couldn't wait to highlight. So before I get into all the things I want to talk to you about, because you are an entrepreneur out there living that yes and lifestyle, leaning into what's possible when you kick open new doors. We're going to drill into that, but tell me, because I've just read this fancy bio and bragged on you, but who is Erica? Like, who are you? We know what you do, but who are you, the human? Who am I? Um, I am uh, 5'2". I find that to be important, my size. (laughs) Some people will be like, you're kind of a pocket-sized human. I'm like, I am. Um, she is but small am, but mighty. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I can be a bouncer at a bar. I have done that. Um, you yes. just have to believe, right? Um, <laughs> it's the vibe. You got to give off the right vibe. I get it. Um, I get it. I think you probably covered the fact that, you know, I've got three kids and two businesses and, and my husband um, and all the things. Um, but I... Erica is a person who has experienced some amazing growth and clarity in the last two, three years. And I'm so proud of where I've come from and what that history and that story is. Um, But I'm even more excited about the transformation that's occurred and where, um, where we're going. Right. Um, and we, I say we, because Ott is her own person. So she's always kind of my, my little buddy over here. Um, yes. I'm just, I'm super excited that my transformation has, um, led to, you know, letting, letting Ott kind of go on her path. So, um, I really like to read. I like a good tequila, um, and chocolate <laughs> is my love language. And I feel like these are all the important facts. Yes. Like, who are you at your core? Right. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to me, you know, one of the things I, I, I said in the open about you, you know, you know, I could read these bios, but you know, like, I feel like you're not only, um, an activator, like you're someone who like makes shit happen. Like you're going to get things done. You're very dependable. Um, Like you're another person that like, I'd probably want to get stuck, stuck in a foxhole with. Like if I could pick someone like Amanda on my team is one of those foxhole people for me, like cool, calm, collected. But you know what I also love about you, and I think it really aligns with, um, you know, the core messaging uh, behind Ought, which we'll get to, but you're a connector. Like you have this really beautiful Mm -hmm. ability um, to connect yourself to opportunities, but also to connect other people to opportunities. And I think so many people forget that is a big part of entrepreneurship, like always having your head on a swivel. How could this be for me? How could I add value? How could I make an introduction? How could I insert myself and my skills and what I have to say in the world into a situation? And I think you do that really well. You're certainly doing that in Knoxville. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I think a lot of it comes from, well, two things. Number one, I'm what we call aggressively hopeful. Um, I actually, I was sending some follow-up texts to somebody I had coffee with today. And on about number five, I just put hashtag aggressively helpful. Like, sorry, but I've got some more. (laughs) Got some more I'm going to tell you. Um, 
But the other thing is, I think when you truly believe in what you're doing as an entrepreneur, you're not seeing the opportunity as this is an opportunity for my business. You're seeing it as this is an opportunity for my business to serve blah, 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 fill in the blank. Right. Yeah. And a lot of what we do here is, um, there's a, a real community and network connection, but I'm that person who I talk to somebody in an elevator. Like if they get in, I nice bag, nice shoes Did you get your hair done today. Cause if yeah. we get stuck, like we're gonna have to talk, you know, but it's not the cultural norm to do that. Yeah. And I also don't think it's the cultural norm to think something about how you can help somebody and then just say it out loud. Um, but I do, I'll just be like, Oh, go follow this person on Instagram or such and such a story will resonate with you on this. I don't think it's normal, but I also would feel like I was doing a disservice if I didn't let the aggressively helpfulness come out of my mouth sometimes. (laughs) So what a great way to, um, articulate something very unique about yourself. And you know what else I, I, I love about, um, our story is that dinner in Nashville. Um, and honestly, that's where, that's where a lot of this began for you. And it's so interesting. You can go do things and this is what's so cool about showing up in the world and, uh, living your truth and doing brave things because you become this beacon of bravery for other people. Like, so at the time, like I was starting, I was a few years into sort of my side hustle becoming my main hustle because I quit my full-time job in 2016, even though I else LC'd my company in 2013, I kind of did it on the side. So when we had this dinner, which I want you to talk about, I want to talk about um, the shifts that happened for you there. But when we had this dinner in 2018, you know, I was off to the races a little bit. I was out there doing my thing and you had hired oh, me to you, speak. I was, a, I was a major fangirl. I was like, not That's only great. am I, is, is Judy going to be speaking at this event that I get to kind of, I was president of an organization that she came into. Um, I get to introduce her. And then I thought, so awesome. you know what, what the hell? I'm just going to invite her to dinner. The worst thing that happens is she says no. I mean, and it was the equivalent of me inviting Oprah to dinner. Like, oh, you the, stop it! <laughs> I mean, I mean, like the likelihood of you saying you. yes in my Hardly. mind was the same, um, the same as the likelihood of Oprah, you know, replying to an email of mine. So when you said yes, and I live in Knoxville, that was in Nashville, so I had to drive there. So yeah. the whole drive, I'm like, what am I going to say to this woman? How am I going to not just be a fangirl? sitting here. Um, and gosh, if that did not just turn into a life-changing dinner and I do not say that lightly. Oh my I God. really don't. It, I it was a total. It. Oh my God. I receive it. I, I thank you for that. And I feel the same way. It was me, you and Des and, um, yeah. it was, so awesome. So guys, first of all, ask and you shall receive. And Erica, it's funny because like we have known each other through the MPI world. So I never picked up that vibe from you. I never would have thought you were nervous. I mean, I've just felt so like easy and natural, but let's talk about that dinner because, um, what was it? Like we, we ended up getting into this really big, beautiful conversation about like choosing ourselves and empowering ourselves and what it takes to like, where do we want to go in the world and what's next and who do I want to be? And it just sort of became this really empowering entrepreneurial conversation. So what was it for you about that dinner that made it one of your, um, transformational moments? So I was a little over two years into owning my own company at that point. Um, I, I own two companies. The first one is Bidix Meetings, a meeting planning company. Um, I've been a meeting planner for 20 plus years at this point. Um, so then, you know, yes. uh, however many years ago that was. Um, and I just wasn't sure 
I think what we were talking about is kind of my exit strategy, because I didn't know that I saw myself being a meeting planner forever. And while the exit strategy was legit decades away, I still found that I was thinking about it. Like, what what is that? So I think that's probably where the conversation started. And at one point, you just looked at me and you go, well, what's your passion? Mm-hmm. And I, I, had you asked me the night before that question, I would not have answered answered. If it had been on a questionnaire, I I would never have, it just would not have even happened. But the words female entrepreneurship came out of my mouth. Mm. And the next words out of yours were, what are you going to do about that? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I don't, can I have another drink? (laughs) I just, I had no idea. I, it was so, I didn't even know it was. It was almost like a divine moment for you. Yeah. It kind of was. Yeah. It was in there, but I didn't know that it was in there. But once it came out, like, you cannot put that back. You can't put that back in the box. Um, and it's not like something happened the next day, but the conversation really and truly was so the energy that was in that conversation on both of our parts. You were mid, you were, hadn't even finished the book yet. You were mid writing. My husband had yeah. just finished a book. So we were kind of talking yeah. about that. And it's like one of those meals you just, or conversations you leave and you're like, something just happened there. Something so you happened. Keep thinking about it. Yeah. You just keep thinking about it. And what that meant was I was continuing to think about these things that I had said and how does that make me feel? And what does that mean? And should I do something about it? Um, which again, you know, 12 hours before that never was even in the, in the distance at all. Isn't that something, this beautiful, something sparked. I have goosebumps, even as you tell the story all these years (laughs) later, because those are powerful dinners. And if you are listening to this right now and you are not sitting around tables like that enough, um, go get yourself in those rooms, go get yourself at those dinners, go, you know, go put yourself in those situations. Um, because damn, they are transformational. And I was so proud to be a part of it. And I think Des would even say that she, I mean, we all left just feeling like, what just happened here? Absolutely. This was like one of the most enlightening conversations I've ever had. And it was just really <laughs> great. And um, those are special. So, you know, as you think about your answer to the question, like, what's your passion? See, I think we need to be like little hummingbirds in the world, right? Because I think you can have a lot of different things going on and a lot of things you love. Like you love your family, you love your husband, you love female entrepreneurship. You also have a great faith and you, um, you know, also enjoy the, the live events business and, and facilitating yeah. and executing events. So, you know, one of our big goals is to go out in life and be a hummingbird, right? Like a hummingbird, think of a hummingbird, right? It goes to all the flowers and it gets a little of this nectar and a little of that nectar (laughs) and all of the sweet stuff, you know, they bring it back home to the nest and it, and it, and it, you know, just sweetens everything that they do. So your job is to really get curious, right? It's all the outside shit that makes your inside stuff really amazing. So the reason I'm saying this, you know, your dad was an entrepreneur, okay, and was written up in the paper when he passed away last year. Was that last year or this year that he passed? Um, It it was, oh gosh, November, a year in November. So like a year, a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. So your, 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 your daddy, um, has, uh, left the earth, but left so much for you here in this yeah. world in the way of entrepreneurship. So I, I'm wondering what your answer to this question would be. You know, you're, do you think people are born entrepreneurs? Do you think they're made entrepreneurs? Tell me about your experience with that question. What would you say? I, I actually have kind of a soapbox. <laughs> a soapbox Let's about do it. it. Let's go there. I think 
I think the pandemic, and I'm, I'm going to speak female specific, I think the pandemic helped women to recognize their capability and their abilities as entrepreneurs mm. out of necessity that was created by the pandemic. So I think pre-pandemic, there was one, one level of like women who would think, oh, yes, I will go be an entrepreneur. And those are those I would consider women to be probably who were born or raised in that environment or have had success in business. You know, someone that if you were going to yes. go back in their in their history, it would be like, yeah, that makes sense. They're an entrepreneur. Right. So I think yes. pre-pandemic, though, that was us. Um, I think once the pandemic happened, jobs, jobs were lost or kids were at home and you couldn't work your nine to five or whatever women turned to it out of necessity. And then we're like, well, hell, I could have been doing this all along, you know? Mm. So I think that there is a much more uh, acceptable understanding of entrepreneurship as a legitimate way <laughs> to make your, to make your way in the world. I remember saying to Patrick, my husband at one point um, about uh, not like having a, a paycheck, you know, like that steady, that steady paycheck. Um, and that's what was nervous, what I was nervous about going out onto my own back in the day. And same, he said, you could also same. get fired. Yeah. He goes, you could also get fired from your job tomorrow. So how steady is that? I was like, well, that's pretty smart. <laughs> that's Patrick. So, Patrick, why are you on It's so true. So I think. Yeah, I think it's your both. It's both. Like you could be born into it. You could be raised into it. Or you could just know somebody who's like, you know what? You're really good at this thing and I believe in you. And so that may then transform them into an entrepreneur. So I think it. I love it, that. Yeah. I think it's a little of everything. Yeah. I love that answer. And I love that you just said something um, very powerful. And I hope uh, I'm going to, I'm going to click back into it because I really want to make sure our listener hears this. Um, there is a lot of fear, you know, and even today, I mean, my gosh, I LLC'd in 2013, but quit my job in 2016. And what is it? 2022. I mean, I was just thinking yesterday, I was like, Oh shit. Like it is crazy to think about like, yeah, I'm really, I'm responsible for, for making my own money. Aren't I? Like I get, I like right. literally like you start to have almost like mini micro panic attacks thinking like a year from now, like, am I going to still be able to stay sustain this? And what happens if there's another pandemic and how will I do it again? And I feel like I'm kind of right. Erica truly rebuilding my speaking business. Like, cause it, basically sunsetted for two years and thank God for the virtual world, but this is what I want to say. And I couldn't agree with you more. The joke in our world is this, and my husband said it a little differently, but it's kind of like, if my ship as an entrepreneur, if my ship is sinking, baby, I'm going to see it going down. Like you could be in, yeah. you could be in corporate and like yeah. you're a social security number, no disrespect, but like you could be gone tomorrow. And we just watched that happen. I mean, anything can, yep. so at least yep. I kind of know, like, I, what am I going to do? Fire myself tomorrow? Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to know when the Titanic's going down, baby, I can start to prepare. <laughs> yeah, you'll know. And you can make a decision how it's going to go down. Like, are you yeah. going to keep the band playing? Who are you going to yeah. unload into the lifeboats? Like, Yes. Even if it happens overnight, which it obviously did to to both of my businesses, but then I had I got the chance. I didn't have to. I had the opportunity to decide how I was going to handle it. You know, am yes. I going to shut down? Am I going to pivot to virtual? Am I just going to pray <laughs> that this works yeah. out? You know, like I have the the choice there. Um, you don't have that choice when you're working for somebody else, right? Ever. Right. <laughs> 
Yeah, I love that. And, you know, another thing you did really well, and this is the point of this mindset, this podcast, and most certainly the transformational power of and, is you saw opportunity um, instead of, um, you know, victim based thoughts that I think hold a lot of people back. So I think all of the tough stuff that happens to us as entrepreneurs along the way is really what helps us weather the proverbial storms, right? So let's talk about a tough thing that you and I have in common that we ironically uh, both just so happen to be a a member of the same club on. So let me give you a little backstory. So entrepreneurship listener is obviously full of so many good lessons and, and hard lessons. And one of my hard lessons is one I share with Erica randomly. We are both members of the unfortunate uh, cease and desist club. Um, so the cease and desist club. So (laughs) here's, so before I have it, because I need you to talk about this and we can leave the names, uh, the, 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 the specifics out for legal reasons, unless you feel it's appropriate for your story. I'm going to not share my- My lawyer's given me parameters. Okay, good. So you've got parameters. (laughs) I am not going to say it, um, but I guess if someone went way back into the history books, they could probably figure it out. But the cliff notes on my story, um, and I don't share this story publicly. I'll probably put it in, in my next book because it was certainly an and moment, um, but I had been, I had come up with an idea taking a hybrid of two things that I loved and put them together and sort of made up this word, legit making presentations on it. It was like my air quotes brand. Okay. So on my keynote was called this. I was out there using the hashtag. I was all over the place doing it. Right. All of a sudden I get this little, little letter in the mail saying, uh, you're trying to steal someone else's stuff. Please stop what you're doing because we're about to like, you know, pursue you with legal action. And Erica, I felt sick to my stomach. I felt so much shame, more shame than I've ever felt in my life. I felt embarrassed. I felt like a fraud. I felt angry. I went through like every emotion. I bawled my eyes out and then I got mad and then I bawled again and then I got mad. And then it's like, oh my God, welcome to the big leagues, right? Like, oh my gosh, you know, but I think the biggest thing for me was like, I, how, I, who who thinks I'm stealing from them? Like I would never in a million years, right? Long story short, ends up that this girl um, had referenced it in a book and obviously um, had more of a fear-based reaction to my work instead of picking up the phone and saying, yo, what's up? Like we do totally different things using the word in totally different ways instead of picking up the phone and sort of making a connection and talking to me about it. She sent a lawyer my way. And it was a big learning lesson for me that uh, number one, trademark your shit. She didn't, she didn't have a trademark. Amen. So I went to, tra- Amen. I went, yes. Amen. And we're going to, I went to trademarking on it. Amen again. (laughs) She had more business experience, more money, and she moved faster than me. So she got it. I didn't. So if you have an idea, entrepreneurs listening, please trademark your shit. It's why I currently own three, about to own two more. But again, you don't own a hashtag, babe. You don't own a hashtag. Pick up the phone and talk to me. But long story short, I learned protect your stuff, be mindful, but also, um, you know, lead with love. And like, for example, Fear Boss, when I started using Fear Boss, there is a guy who calls himself the Fear Boss. He owns fearboss.com. So guess what I did when I found that out? I picked up the phone. I called him. I met him. He's this really cool fighter pilot, lives in Arizona and gave me his ultimate blessing to Fear Boss my life away. And he is just so supportive, but there's a difference between picking up the phone and whatever, right? So I wasn't dealing with a big corporation like you were, 
but it was certainly something that set me sideways, embarrassed me, and made me feel filled with shame. But that rock bottom moment, that cease and desist led to fear is my homeboy. If I wouldn't have had to rethink my entire brand overnight, I wouldn't be here today in the place. So it became like the best freaking thing that ever happened to me. You walked through something almost freaking identical. So can you share what you can share with us and please pack it full of what you learned? Um, because it's, it's a scary thing to walk through and it's a real thing for entrepreneurs. Yeah. So I'm about to be aggressively helpful uh, for anybody listening. Let's do it. <laughs> aggressively helpful. On, on, it's Erica's skill. Trademark. Yes. So oh, hashtag trademark. Started, <laughs> hashtag. trademark that. Is it a hashtag or a trademark? So I don't know, but we should maybe hashtag it. Yeah. Or trademark. Well, it. here's the thing. My, mine is actually over a trademarked hashtag, which is hysterical. So um, when we started, we Ooh, opened you can't our hold up. You can oh, yes. trademark a hashtag oh, now because you, you don't own a oh, hashtag, yeah. but you can trademark a hashtag. Nice. Good. To you know. can trademark it. Okay. Correct. Um, <laughs> I can probably give you the serial Shit. number on that one. So when yeah. we opened our doors, we opened as girl boss offices. We um, are a co-working space. I opened it simply as a passion project. I wanted a place to run my business. I wanted community. So I created it and I thought you this made be what awesome you wanted. For- for all the women. Right. This will be awesome for the women. Um, we did not open it to make money. We did not open it to grow any bigger. Um, the like big joke at my house is I said, it'll run itself after it's open. Um, so yeah, I hear that (laughs) weekly. Um, but again, we opened really just, just to be that. But as I started looking at it, we thought, well, maybe we will want to franchise at some point. That's that's how we would make revenue off of it. So we went ahead and put in um, a trademark application for girl boss offices. If you go into USPTO.gov um, and search the phrase girl boss, it pulls up, I don't know, a couple hundred trademark applications. Um, a lot of them are dead. A couple of them are live, but not very many. Um, the person who owns um, hashtag girl boss um, it has since changed hands several times since that trademark was initially awarded. So, um, currently it's owned by some conglomerate in Hollywood. Um, and they sent me a cease and desist letter. Now I received that letter upon arriving home from my father's funeral. Um, he had a very, he had, he had a, a, a hard cancer battle. Um, my whole life was turned upside down. It was during the pandemic. I was traveling to and from, uh, Mm. Tennessee to, to Indiana regularly, so I know we can cuss here. Um, when I opened that letter, I, I was sitting on, I was sitting on the floor of my study at home and I opened it and I was like, well, fuck like, yeah, cool. Shit. Now I'm just done. Right. Like I'm done. Like, let's I, just add something else. A, yeah. It was just like, okay, cool. I guess I'll shut that down. I mean, that, that was kind of my reaction. It was like, I, I, and I didn't know who owned it or who had sent the, le- I didn't know any of that stuff. It was just like, yeah, <laughs> I could eat. In it's my the worst feeling. Life, I probably would have been like, ah, what have I done? But in this one, yeah. I was like, toss it on the pile, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I did, I spent about two weeks really traumatized by it. Um, once I, once it finally kind of sunk in and I was like, no, that is a big deal. We're not just going to throw that on the pile. Um, and there was a, a lot of just so many hours, um, with my lawyers over whether or not we wanted to fight it. Um, because, 
what they had trademarked was just was a hashtag, not the phrase itself. Um, and ultimately, I probably either would have won it or been able to come to an agreement with them on how to utilize it. But I just didn't have the fight in me. And I didn't have the money um, to back it up. And they had both those things. So I, it's not that I lost. And it's not that I I actually wrote them a letter that said, I am not about to do something just because you all are telling me to do it. This is a decision I have made um, on my own because they had said we could keep it for the one office. But at that point I was like, I'm no (laughs) washing my hands of it. It's a sign. It's a sign. We're moving in another direction. Yeah. Yes. It just, um, it really reinforced for me the purpose that we had that I was not willing to close our business down because of a name, you know, and that, that showed mm. me and the people around me, my husband, my, my legal team, my, you know, core support network. Um, I believe I told you pretty immediately also, oh, um, yeah. it, it showed me that this was more about what we were doing and not who we were. Okay. Speaking of entrepreneurship, (laughs) it requires stamina, right? It requires energy. It requires focus. One of the things I say in my keynote is that you cannot be exhausted and brave because bravery requires energy and stamina and focus. It requires you to be alive and awake on the front lines of your life. This is why I take my health and my wellness and the supplements I put into my body real seriously. And it's why I said, hell yes. When Advocare is like, hey, can we sponsor your podcast? Because not only are they a company I love? They have products I use and those products help me do my job better. And I got to tell you something, my current obsession right now with Advocare, and I'm going to link up in the show notes, is the rehydrate, especially since I started uh, personal training and really lifting weights. You you lose a lot of minerals and electrolytes as you sweat and you need to replace them. So whether I'm lifting weights in the gym or I'm getting off the keynote stage, I slam Advocare Rehydrate daily. It's what I use to help me maintain my metabolism, delay the onset of fatigue, and really rehydrate my body by sort of reestablishing electrolyte balance. And bonus, can I add something here? I just had a girls weekend. And let me tell you, those electrolytes, if you overindulge too much one night with your girls, a little too much wine, maybe a few too many Palomas, a little, little too much tequila, my hand is raised. Let me tell you, Rehydrate is also really great for that as well. Uh, that is my own personal opinion. It just sort of rehydrates, pun intended, your entire body and gets your electrolytes back in the game. Plus, it just tastes so damn good. So check it out. You may love it as much as I do. Link in the show notes to learn more and make sure you use Yes And 15. That's Yes And 1-5 every time you shop to get all the good discounts because you listen to this podcast. Okay, back to the show. So there, there you go into a new adventure of figuring out how to rename a brand that had been established as GBO and logoed and stickered and coffee mugged and signs oh, for the friend. office, like everywhere, notebooks, it's stationery. 
it's everywhere, right? Oh, yeah. So All now you have to, yeah. Now colors, like the whole branding was done. Mm-hmm. Now we're we have uh, seized and desisted on our own terms, and we are off to the races on figuring out what it should be. And I was a little bit of a part of that. So how did you even yeah. begin? Like I loved hearing from you and getting <laughs> sample names, and and then I remember ought landing A-U-G-H-T is your company, Aught yeah. Entrepreneurs. So Correct. how did you get there? And did you have a team of brainstormers? And did you just, or did you just lean into like, how did you even begin? Did you trust your gut? And did you like, God, or did you just I did throw not up the trust dice my gut. and just- A hundred percent, I did not trust my gut. And I'm actually really glad. You had asked kind of what we learned through the process. So I always say opening this business, one of the things that it taught me was the necessity to lean on others. Um, Just even my father was diagnosed 72 hours after uh, I had signed the lease on this place. Um, So I just even immediately had to like rely on others to come help, you know, build the furniture or whatever. So I was pretty open about it. We were concerned legally, like what I could say, what I couldn't say, et cetera, once we decided not to use the name anymore. We kind of are like, we don't, <laughs> whatever, yeah. we'll talk about it. Um, yeah. So I was pretty open with people um, around me, uh, kind of my entrepreneurial support network, and just kind of told them, and everybody's reaction was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> oh, you got like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody was like, oh, I have a great new name for you. Um, yeah. So, but I wasn't being like, I wasn't being open about it you know, on like social media or anything like that. So I called together a group of women, um, both local and who I, you know, have friends, uh, in marketing outside called them together, said, I've got a business issue and I need to talk about it. And some of them knew what it was. Some of them didn't. So we did a big zoom call. I kind of filled them in. Um, and then I said, I'd love to just hear from you all. What do you think about about what the business is? What are your thoughts? But I really want to keep the letters GBO. Um, so we just brainstormed our little hearts out because I was dead freaking set that I was going to keep GBO. I was still going to be able to use my brand colors and all the things we just were going to change a word or two and it would be fine. Yeah. So bless their hearts. Um, (laughs) in the, in the good way they tried, they tried so many things. I bought so many more URLs. We bought go boss offices and, um, I can't even think give boss offices. I mean, just, like all yeah, the, things. everything that starts um, with a G. Yeah. Correct. And it just was not good. That's where the gut kicked in. My, um, my ego said, we, this needs to stay GBO. And then my gut kicked in and it was like, you gotta let it go to the ground. Let's just pause there for a second. Like, yes, our ego, uh, mm-hmm. and, and our gut come from very different places. Right. And so the right. fact that you're tapping into that is so powerful because when we can let go of what the rest of the world's going to think about what we need to do or what we want to do or how people are going to perceive us if we go this direction or that direction, and we can really tap into that heartbeat that only we have, man, that's how we can yep. really make some big moves as an entrepreneur. So you did that and look at where it's led you. So tell us how how it got yeah, you to so, the letter A. At that point, it was <laughs> at that point it was like, uh, so what do we? What? Okay, so that's not going to work. Now I'm starting from scratch. Like, girl boss offices legitimately came to me in a hot minute. Sitting Isn't like it's cool? a whole other story, but like that hit me like lightning, and I was off to the races. Now I suddenly so was looking at 
a big white board that had nothing on it. So they said, make up a word. That's what Pepsi is. That's the easiest to trademark. I, I am like so type A that I was trying to make up words, but my brain was not, it was not having it. I was asking my kids to jumble letters together. I was in name generators online. It was, it was not happening. Then one of the lawyers said, um, archaic words. So words that used to be used in common language, but no longer are, are among the easier to trademark. So Google archaic words that pulled up a list of, I don't know, like 80. Um, my mom Googled the same list. So I don't think there's a lot of them out there. Um, and I just started going through without knowing what any of them were. And I had a whiteboard next to me and I wrote down all the words that just kind of sounded like maybe they could name a company. Then I went through and I looked at all the definitions of all those, of all those words. Um, and I liked ought immediately before I looked at the definitions, I was putting it in a logo generator just to see what it looks like written. And I really loved the lowercase, the way yeah. lowercase ought looked. Um, and then we looked in the dictionary, which actually you are currently sitting on a stack of dictionaries. There's more, oh, There's I more love behind it. me too. I'm on a stack um, of dictionaries. <laughs> so the word ought's actually not in some of them. Um, Oh. It's it's so archaic, it's not even in there any longer. Um, but where it is, it's got two definitions. The first is anything, and the second is at all. And when I looked at it, I legitimately thought the, the, the uh, definition was anything at all. Um, and I was like, well, I really like that. Um, so alt was like kind of probably a thing. But then I was talking with um, my marketing um, member here who kind of, you know, consults for us. And she had been working with me on this and we were just having this like back and forth about what it means to be a female entrepreneur and how you're redefining how you can be a mom and a, a boss lady and how you can kind of redefine what your work hours were. And I have goosebumps literally. Know, all of a sudden, both of us went, Holy, holy shit. We're redefining entrepreneurship. Yes. We just picked out this word. We just made a new definition for it. And what we're doing is redefining entrepreneurship. Look at it. I mean, goose. I know. And covered. the best part is it's even better than what I you know. had. It's unique. I it's know. original. It's who you are. I when know. I asked you in 2018 what your passion is, you said female entrepreneurship. So I want you to tell me and everyone listening right now what. You state like, what does ought entrepreneurship stand for? Who are you? What are you about? Yeah. And what I love is it's this full serendipitous mo moment that like sort of brings it so all together good. and you <laughs> created it. So I want you to tell me because I just love it oh, so much. Thank you. So we are changing lives and local communities through female entrepreneurship. That is our, that is our mission. And everything that we do is based on that that mission. How can we help women to change their own lives, their families' lives, their business lives, and how can they use that to change the communities that they're that they're living in? Hell yes! <laughs> and I could just I wish you could see Erica talking about it right now. Like her face is on fire. I'm She's like, glowing the energy. Like her and I both talk with our hands. So guys, I mean yeah. it's just a certified vibe over here. But I am so here for this and and thank you. Yes, we can be anything at all, right? Like, and all, like you can have, and yes. maybe not, yeah, maybe not all at the same time. But what I love about ought is it's so aligned to the big ideas behind the transformational power of, and like our job is to keep moving and define it. percent, a hundred percent. So here's, so again, back to the lessons, right? So my my shame, I don't know if shame is the right word, my nervousness, my whatever, 
came into, oh my God, we have worked really hard to become, uh, you know, commonly known in our city of Knoxville under, under girl boss offices. We were often referenced as GBO, like it just kind of became part of the lexicon. I was like, and now we are a little over a year into it. And we're going to be like, surprise, we yeah, have changed well. our name. And I wasn't real comfortable at that point telling the story at this point. I'm like, all bets are off. Um, so we also were kind of looking for how do we explain not only what this word is, but why we have, why we have done What's this. What's the PR um, around this? Cause there's gotta be yeah, some sort yeah, of marketing. Like, yeah. How, yeah how, do we, how do we launch it? How do we spin um, this? And yeah. I feel, yeah. And I feel authenticity is super important to me. Transparency is super important to me. Yes, um, yes. I have a like ridiculously strong, like North star <laughs> moral compass. Yeah. Um, and really what it came down to was the name girl boss offices defined what we were at the time, but we really, our marketing was all based on that name with Ought, We basically said we can do anything. Like we can legitimately do anything at all. There's only so much you can do with the name girl boss offices, but maybe we had a limit on what we could accomplish because of that name. So no mistakes, only gifts. Right. So, yes. so as we're moving into Ought. Guess what? Our co-working space is now named Ought, and Ought is now going to also support female entrepreneurs in these ways, um, and that allows us this entire world of and <laughs> that we can add of possibility. You know, like, yeah, so it's like Ought co-working, Ought retreats, Ought business coaching, attire, I whatever. Stop. Like we I can love just it continue so to grow. We can continue to grow that, um, and I'm so happy for her for her because she makes such a difference in the lives of the women that are members here at I'm sitting at our first location right now. This allowed her to go out and make impact over and above our members um, and to yeah. serve, to serve more people. Isn't that amazing? All you know, because of, and <laughs> all because of, and, and I love that you dropped the no mistakes only gifts. Yeah. It's an anthem around I the know. halls of our house. No um, doubt about it. We, we <laughs> dropped Judy Holler. Um, my kids, my other members around here. I mean, we've got a room named after you. I think maybe I, you skipped so that. I'm so honored. Um, it is so cool. You but, guys, can you even, I can't, I'm so <laughs> honored. Can you tell me, okay, this is like a good segue to Jade. So what is your, you have yeah. it penned on your second location mm -hmm. on the wall. And you, I, I love this story. Story, um, I think this is a great nugget to leave our listeners with is this favorite quote you have, but also you sitting yep. in Jade's keynote, Jade Simmons, we'll link up to her, the show notes and uh, incredible keynote speaker and human being. Anyway, Erica was watching one of her talks and Jade said something from the stage. And this is also the <laughs> essence of who you are and what it you do. I love how you on the wall. you're like, you're like, she's just listening to one of her talks. Like it's this casual, not life-changing. She's just listening to one of her <laughs> talks. She's a life, life-changing speaker for sure. Yeah, Listen, yeah. so much like walking into that dinner with you, I did not know walking into this keynote with Jade that my life was about to like take a, a hard turn. Well, I you were in, in the place for it too, Erica. Like you were oh, being, for sure. you're, you were yeah, like you were this seed and all the buds were coming up and like you, Jade and you hit the same room at the same time on the right day. And that yes. is a serendipitous moment. But I want to, before you say it, y'all, yes. these moments are everywhere. The difference is 
you got to be listening. Are you awake to them? Are you ready for them? Or are you shooing them under the carpet because you think, oh, that's for her, not for me. That's for other people, not for me. Like we also have to, you were ready, but you were also open. And that's a big part of our house of Anne methodology, like being open to other people's ideas and putting yourself in environments that could facilitate change. So anyway, you're in the general session room. Well, let, let's back up. So I have she gone to dinner with you a year oh, earlier. Yeah. Go to dinner. A little, a little Here's seed the has been planted. I don't even. I don't even know the seed is there. The acorn has you dropped off know. the tree and is just, right. just hibernating. Um, right. And I go into this keynote. There were a few thousand people there, but when I tell the story, I'm always like. And then she said to me, because I just was so drawn to her. Um, yeah. I, I see a lot of keynotes in my line yeah. of work, um, and you know, it just kind of becomes background noise some of the time. Um, but she's just, she's just a force on stage. So I was really drawn to what, to, to watching and to what she was saying. It was really speaking to me. And then she utters these words, your purpose is what happens to others when you do what you do. And I was like, holy, my brain just exploded. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to open a community for female entrepreneurs. I like yeah, drew the it, logo. I got the name. I told other people that were, I have, I have goosebumps still. Oh. And that is, that's the genesis of what she teaches. But the ripple effect of her having taught that, one of my members just walked out, hi, um, of her teaching that to that room of people meant that I then took it in and thought to myself, I'm not, I'm not meant to go be vice president of marketing for whatever global company or you know, this, I'm not meant to be this. I am meant to serve in this way to allow other women to do what they are doing. Um, and actually, that takes me back to that dinner. We were talking about how I always just wondered what the great thing I was supposed to do with my life was going to be. Yeah. That that was part of that conversation. And the whole like, I just always felt like it was there and I didn't know what it was. Now I know that I was not meant to do something great. I was meant to create something to help other women do something great. Um, and it's just the joy of that is you just, I can't, I'm speechless, which does not happen often. (laughs) Which is by the way, you actually doing something great. Like you knew you were made for more, you know, you have these gifts, you knew you were put here to do something, but is it senior vice president of marketing for big corporation? Is it global events planner for X corporation or running your own global events company and, and making that your thing that moment on uh, with Jade, when she said that on stage and I'll, I'll share it again. So you can really hold it. Listener, your purpose is what happens to others when you do what you do. So like when you are the beneficiary of someone else's magic, your life changes. And when others are the beneficiary of my magic, their lives change, right? And so we have, it's again, kind of going back to that. (laughs) Yeah, that beacon, like- The dinner is an example of that. And so I love it. I love that you have it on the wall. And I think it's just such a beautiful takeaway from this conversation because it's who you are at your core. And I think it's one of the most powerful messages we could all sort of keep really close to ourselves because what a beautiful gift to be given, right? To know that anything you make in this world, whether you work for someone else or yourself, you have this opportunity every day to create ripples in the water. And like what I do, I think... Yeah. I think about it every time I'm on a stage. Like I'm like, 
all, it's great. All these people, it's great. It's amazing. I think of the podcast. But if one life can change, if one person can kick open a new door or bet on themselves or stop waiting for tomorrow or stop waiting for someday, then damn, the work is getting done. And you're doing that in ought every single day. You're creating environments for women to redefine entrepreneurship for themselves. So you've got two locations right now. Before I ask you we our do. final question, give me the scoop on ought. What are you looking forward to? What's in the future? What does the future look like for you? What do you see? What can you share? I am so excited. I actually have a folder sitting next to me of 40 handwritten pages. Um, I went on kind of a personal retreat a couple weekends ago and just really dug in um, because Ott has, we want her growing, right? Like we want her, her services growing. We want her to be yes. serving more women. And so I really took the time to just sit and quiet a little bit and decide what that looks like and how we were best able to do that. Um, so amongst those, um, we have got um, some retreats that we're going to start probably next quarter for female entrepreneurs. Um, and I cannot believe these words are coming out of my mouth. Um, but business coaching is probably going to not probably no. So far, take that out. Business yes. coaching. No, we're going to leave is, it in because we are yeah. watching a transformation happen. So we come back and we reset. Oh, it it will happen. It is happening. Um, yeah. Business coaching is happening. Um, but what the part that was missing for me before I was able to say that out loud was, what are we able to do? Like, how are we able to help these women? Not just say we're coaching, but what are we offering to them? And it's going to be based on helping them. This is from my own personal story because I have failed at it miserably and have recognized it and have fixed it. What are their definitions of their personal success? How are we defining success for them and their business? And then what are their boundaries and how are those defined? So that as they move forward in their job and in their, not in their job, in their business and their entrepreneurial journey, that they don't lose that joy piece because it is so easy um, to do that if you don't have those definitions that you have created in front of you. If you're looking to Instagram to define success for you, or if you're looking to others in your community to define boundaries or success. Um, and I just, I think that's a part that's missing a lot of the time is women are moving forward um, in their businesses. So um, it's a, it's a lesson I've had to learn. It's a lesson we've talked about a lot here with our members and I'm just beyond excited to get, to get that piece of art out into the world and launched. Oh, I can't either. I can't wait either. And I will be um, watching very excitedly from the sidelines. And of course, will continue to be an active part of your life and your journey. And Erica, you are living. You're a part of the community. We've worked together privately. We are personal friends outside of all of that. And I've gotten to watch you rise like the phoenix that you are. And you are a living example of the transformational power of and, of taking things and yes, anding it and taking those small steps despite your knees shaking like Bambi um, sometimes because we're scared <laughs> and doing it despite that doubt. So the name of this podcast is Yes And. When I offer up those two words to you, what, what does it mean to you? What comes up? So um, I, like I said, I've been a meeting planner for probably 20, 20 some, I should figure it out at some point, but 20 some odd years. And I always said that was, that was who I was that I was a meeting planner. Now, this second kind of phase of my life has taught me that meeting planner is what I do. 
and I can be this or and I am this or and there are these other opportunities. Um, and entrepreneur, I, I've updated my resume, my resume now. I mean, I'm not sending it to anybody but, um, on my LinkedIn too. My job title is now entrepreneur. It says owner underneath on the businesses. Um, but it's allowed me the, the yes and I am this um, conversation that I didn't have, I didn't have before. Oh, I love that. Both and. You can be a mom and a, a great wife. You can be a great wife and a business owner. You can be a business owner and a mentor. You can be a mentor and a community servant. You can be a community servant and have faith, right? You can have faith and love rap music, right? You can love rap music and yep. whatever, like and, and, and you can change it and you can change it. And like that's, you and reserve the right to change your mind. <laughs> right. And it doesn't have to stay the same and you can yes. adjust, you know, I, that's what, that's what it means. That's what it means to me. Um, mm. and I, I'm giving you a shout out here for a moment talking about, you know, the big rooms of people talking, whatnot. Like, I'm not joking when I tell you people text me and say, I put on my Judy Holler pants today because I'm about to go blah, blah, blah. Um, it, it's a thing like, or they'll be like, I feel fair to like take a seat, you know? I mean, because I, I speak about it um, and, or they have seen you speak directly or like the ripple effects coming out of what you all are doing is, Thank I mean, you. very strong, very strong. Yes. It makes me so happy. I receive that and I'm honored for it. And the feelings are mutual. Um, I love watching incredible human beings do incredible things in the world. And you're one of them. I'm proud to know you. Thank you for stopping by the show. Um, I'm so excited to have shared you with everybody. Guys, everything Erica, everything ought is in the show notes. If you are in or around Knoxville and you are listening to this and you are a female entrepreneur, go hang out, go learn a little bit more about yes. what they have going on. And there yeah. are franchise opportunities available if I know that. So if you are someone that wants to run, lead. It's kind of a turnkey system, right? You really set yeah. ish these franchise owners. I, I know it's I learned all I learned all the lessons. Yeah, yeah. I learned all the lessons so that um their job is to be a connector. Their job is to be the community, um, the community builder. But we will send them the shopping list <laughs> for all the supplies, the uh the marketing, kind of all of yeah, everything. I we've love that. we've set it up so that as long as it's someone who is committed to building community, they're going to be successful. It's be. Um, and even if you're not in Knoxville, come hang out on the social. Hang out. Um, I am there all the time. Um, would love yes. to meet you and, um, you know, get you the info on, on the other stuff we've got coming out. That's not just Knoxville local. So I love that. And I'll link up to everything that you have going on. And certainly you're a great follow on Instagram, Ots on Instagram and, uh, my goodness, you know, co-working space and really high vibe, uh, female, entrepreneur focused co-working spaces is only going to continue to be on the rise. So I love that you sort of carved out your niche there and I'm just so proud of you. And thank you for stopping by the show, my thank dear. You. you are the best. Oh, thank you. It's been a highlight, a highlight of my quarter. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Bye-bye. See ya, Erica.
I mean, what did you guys think of that? My biggest takeaway was, of course, that quote, that quote, oh my God, your purpose is what happens to others when you do what you do. That's an incredible quote by Jade Simmons. And she's going to be on the podcast this summer, by the way. Jade is fire, one of my favorites and an incredible keynote speaker. I can't wait to talk to her. Um, but my goodness, that was my... I. I my fave, my fave, and I so needed that today. What was yours? I'd love to know. Talk to me on Instagram. You can always send an email to hello at judyholler.com. I love hearing from you. I love and want your show ideas, feedback, and inspo. And yo, if you loved this episode or found any value, it would mean the world to me if you'd A, share it with a friend, and B, if you drop us a review on the iTunes Every review means so much. So thank you for listening. Thank you for spending your time here with me. And until we meet again next week, you better keep kicking open those doors. Bye. Bye.